in this episode, I am going to list some best practices for using a webcam. There are so many different choices when it comes to purchasing a webcam. First of all, you know that you already have a built-in webcam or web camera inside of any mobile device or any computer laptop that you already have. So whether you have a PC laptop, which is Windows operated, there is going to be a little lens at the top of your laptop screen, which actually is a webcam. If you're using MacBook, or you have the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro, you have the same type of camera lens with a little bit of more video resolution because of the Mac OS. But if you do not have a computer and you have mobile devices, such as the most popular used one, a cellular phone, you got an iPhone or you have an Android phone, you definitely have a web camera on the front of that actual screen. If you also love to use iPads and you own an iPad or you own a tablet, you have a webcam on the front screen of that tablet device. Now, let me start off right here and give you my best recommendation for when you are about to actually consider setting up your video live stream or if you're about to log into one of the virtual apps for a job interview and you know that the app is going to require you to use a video camera as well as audio, let me give you my best recommendation in those situations. Why don't you go ahead and use the mobile device that you already have? The mobile device actually has two different camera lenses. So when I say mobile devices, I'm speaking directly about your cellular phone or your iPad or a tablet. I want to separate the desktops from the mobile devices at this point. I know laptops are easy to fold up and carry and get going. But when it comes to having the webcam being used, or using the actual lens on a desktop, there is a different type of view that is captured from the desktop webcam versus your mobile device. Your mobile device, such as your cellular phones, iPads, Android tablets, it has a smaller lens on the front. Or when you look at the back of your cellular phone, you'll see that that is the rear-facing camera and the front lens is the front-facing camera. Now, the rear-facing camera on your cellular phone is actually a lens that will shoot at a longer distance. The lens on the front of your cellular phone 
has a smaller lens, which is capturing a smaller range than the lens on the back of your cellular device. When you look at tablets and iPads, you'll probably see the same type of setup. It's the same type of lens that is also being used on your cellular phone. The desktop actually only gives one lens, which is more of a what we call in photography a wide angle lens. It is not the same size lens that is used in the cellular phones and the tablets. So I definitely would recommend that you go first to the mobile setup. Use those because you're going to be able to set those up a lot quicker. One of the most major pet peeves that I see for people why they don't like using videos is because they feel like they get frustrated with setting up the video camera or learning how to turn on the webcam on their desktop, you know, locating the actual icon to turn the camera on. It's frustrating to find. You, you have to get used to the interface of it. <laughs> but your cellular phones and your iPads, we use that just about every single day. You're always taking pictures with your cellular phone. When you hold that front facing camera up to your face and snap that photo, which what we would call a selfie, you're actually taking a picture with what we call the webcam. It is a smaller lens. It, you will typically hear some of the ranges of the lens size being somewhere from a five point megapixel or some of them in iPhone is even higher, a seven to 12 megapixel. Now, here is where the camera lens on your mobile devices kind of become the better support for you, especially when you need to just set up a video setup very quickly. The best way you want to set it up is to basically take that mobile device and mount it onto a tripod stand and then open up the app that you're going to be using. So for job interviews, I know that HireVue is one of the most popular apps. Um, or we talked about Zoom in our last session. Zoom will give you a test run. HireVue will also let you do a test run where you can open up the app and actually see yourself on the screen. You'll be able to get a preview of what you're going to look like once the video starts to record. Now, the mobile devices are easy to set up as long as you're using a tripod stand. <laughs> if you don't have a professional tripod stand, make sure you're grabbing a stack of books or something stable enough to actually hold the back end of your mobile device because you don't want the device shaking or falling forward by the time you start to record. <laughs> you don't want to go through that embarrassing moment. So make sure you have it mounted for stability. And then you're going to open up your virtual app and make sure that you're doing a test run first. Once you get a preview, what you want to look for in this test run is to basically see, first of all, how much of your headshot is being in the actual video. A headshot is to be able to see the top of your head down to the neck area of your body. In a headshot, 
You want to be able to see your full entire face in addition to at least the top collar of your shirt. But to make things a little easier for you, you probably just want to make sure that at least you've got a headshot to where you don't necessarily have the whole shirt being shown, but at least you have your actual full face and you're showing that you are wearing a shirt. Even if your shirt is not a button-up collar shirt, you know, you just have a half-cut collar or a semi-collar, it's still showing in addition to your neck, your chin, as well as your full face. That's a headshot. And trust me, that is a professional look for any virtual interview or if you're doing a live stream and you know you're going to be doing a presentation, so you're going to be having your PowerPoint in the background of your video, you want to make sure that your face is actually what's being shown, your face, your neck, and just the semi-cut of your shirt. You don't want to try to fill the frame up too much with your whole entire body. <laughs> Not unless you're actually ready for that or you're actually going to be showing people more than just you. If you're going to have a backdrop where you want maybe a logo showing that's physically set up inside of your room. Um, some of you have seen my videos on Facebook. You notice that I have a bookshelf and my camera lens is being shown in the video. So if I want more than just me shown, then yes, I'm going to definitely make sure that my camera is set up on a tripod stand. It's at least two to three feet away from me. And I'm going to make sure that I am not close up to the camera lens for just my face and neck to be shown. But I'm going to actually make sure there's space between me, the camera, as well as space between the backdrop items and myself. Now, one of the other best practices for being able to use just a headshot view in your actual camera view is the opportunity to make sure that the video shot is being recorded in the best resolution as possible. Now, here's something that you're definitely going to need to write down. When you are using the front-facing camera on your mobile device, or if you go out and you order a separate or a external webcam, you are going to be recording yourself on video with a different video resolution than the video resolution you would be using with a DSLR camera or another high professional video camera. When you study or YouTube or Google up, when you get a chance, <laughs> Google video resolutions for cameras, you're going to hear two popular type of video resolutions. A lot of times we hear the most popular arguments about 4K and now there's even 8K out. But those are more the higher, higher definition. And those are used more in cinema movies, video movies, and some marketing videos as well. But for the basic recording and using cameras for live stream, you're going to be dealing with two basic 
high definition video resolutions. One is the 720p and the other one is 1080p. Now, I am not going to use this particular episode to dive deeply into the difference of the video resolution, but I'm going to give you a little bit of tech talk on this video resolution. <laughs> when we talk about 720p, 1080p, or even if you get around a videographer, you're going to hear them speak highly about 4K versus 8K. All of those video resolutions is basically going back to the basic understanding of photography. So let's just focus for the moment on the 720p and the 1080p. When it comes to 720p, 720p is a lesser video or a smaller video resolution than 1080p. If you're using 1080p, you're getting more pixels being pushed down to the camera sensor, which brightens up the imagery. You get more colors represented, more skin tones, all of that good Photoshop kind of stuff. <laughs> but in 720p, it's a smaller count. So what happens is you still get the same picture, but you do not get the same accurate look as sharp as a 1080p. And if you've ever looked at any type of photo that I've done where I've snapped pictures with my Canon T3i, you would see that my skin tone is sharper and the colors are darker. It's a more accurate representation. When you look at any type of photo I've taken where I was on a live stream and I pretty much froze that live stream to reproduce a picture, you would still see the same colors, but they look a little bit grainy. <laughs> the black looks more like a like a black shaded gray. Um, you'll probably also see that my hands, the skin tone of my hand is actually not as sharp in the picture. It looks it's there, but it looks like that there's a little bit of blurriness to it. That's because the webcam has only 720 pixels that's being pulled into the camera sensor. So when you are using your webcam for a virtual interview or your live stream, you have to keep that in mind. You are not going to be getting the most sharpest view to start with. So I just want to give you this, this tip here. Don't stress yourself mentally on trying to look like you're basically running a YouTube ad <laughs> or trying to get yourself fully into the camera and get everything just so nice and neatly and sharp. Because even if you have the best looking setup in your house, you got the best looking frame of you, uh, I don't know, taking a picture with some Hollywood figure. All of that is only going to be but so sharp because of the fact that you're using a web camera. So make sure when you're using a web camera, your mental state is focused on just showing your face and having your face close enough to the camera to where it's giving the best accurate picture and getting the best snapshot of your face and at least the top of your shirt. Don't stress over the backdrop, don't stress over the different colors, you know, having gobos or um, 
LED lights doing different colors around your room. You can do that at a later point, but I would say save that more for when you're using a 1080p video resolution because then all of those things are going to be captured into the video. But here's what I would tell you as far as tips for using lighting. First of all, don't cut on the light as the first part of your setup. When you are setting up for a video recording or a virtual session, get the camera in place, make sure that's positioned, put yourself in the view of the camera so you know that you're basically seeing a good headshot, get comfortable with that, remove any obstacles or any type of props that are shown that shouldn't be shown on a video or that you don't want to be shown. Make sure you move those out the way. And then with yourself in a good position to the focal length of the camera, so you're in good view, once you get those two things set, then what you're going to do is put the lights in place. Here's a best way to do your lighting. Make sure that if you have a ceiling light above you, turn that ceiling light on. And then, once you turn your video camera on, have a second light that is coming at least 20 to, you can say, an 80-degree angle away from you. And without doing all the different math, <laughs> basically, have the next light set directly behind the camera or closely to the right of your camera. And when I say camera, I'm still speaking about your mobile device. So if you have your cell phone mounted and that is the source you're using for the webcam, have a second light that is actually close to that camera. Because especially with iPhones, the more light that is hitting the front of your mobile device, the brighter it's going to record the image that it's, it's seeing in front of it. So the light that's in the ceiling is cast on you. That's going to be one phase of the lighting. The second phase is going to be providing more light to the camera itself. And both of those lights, believe it or not, is actually doubling to the camera lens and brighten the camera lens, which is also going to illuminate the recording once it actually records your entire video session. Lastly, what you want to do is the keyword that I've been mentioning in this entire episode. Do a final test run. <laughs> do a test run prior to your lighting setup in the video. See how it looks. See where you're going wrong. And then do a last recording with everything, both lights on, as well as you positioning close to the camera and then see how that final test run looks before you decide to go live. 